Welcome to Life Capsules. I'm Onoche. Thank you so much for joining me again on another episode. All right, so um, in the last episode, we talked about the seal on the redeemed and, um, well, became the first part, <laughs> which is who is the Holy Spirit? So I kind of shared with you how, who the Holy Spirit is, his function according to the scriptures. You know, Jesus Christ told us about the Holy Spirit, that he's going to send another helper. He's going to send another helper who we found out is also a comforter, a strengthener, an advocate, a counselor, an intercessor, and even a standby for us and the function he performs. Now, I started talking a little bit about, you know, being led by the Holy Spirit. There's a whole book about it. I highly recommend this book, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. It's written by Kenneth E. Hagin. Uh, let, me, let me recommend you, if you're someone who is just, just you know started being a follower of jesus or you've been a follower of jesus for a long time and you don't really still understand these scriptures this word of god that seems so easy for some people to get and i don't really get it let me recommend kenneth Hagin books his books are very simple they are very conversational you know just like someone talking to you very easy to understand i from kenneth Hagin, i learned um the truth about speaking in tongues. I had a, a real big problem with speaking in tongues earlier. I started understanding more about who I am in Christ. I started understanding more about the spiritual gifts. I, I just started understanding a lot about faith, reading Kenneth E. Hagin. So please let me recommend Kenneth E. Hagin books and the book specifically for today's podcast, um, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. Very, very important book. Very great book as well. So if you can find it wherever you can find it, please do read it. It will really help. Because I'm not going to really go too much into the intricacies of being led by the Holy Spirit, but you get all about it. You hear all about it or read. You can understand more about it from this book by Kenneth E. Hagin. Not um, that's the Kenneth, the one who has passed on, gone to be with the Lord, the Father, not the Son. Okay, so um, let's see. Okay, so let's start from somewhere. Um, Romans chapter 8 from verse 14. Romans 8 14 tells us that we as believers and as, as uh, followers of Jesus, as sons of God, we can expect to be led by the Holy Spirit. It is our right to be led by the Holy Spirit, so to speak. Remember, the Holy Spirit is our seal of redemption. Every believer in Christ, every follower of Jesus, everybody who has received the Son of God has the Holy Spirit in them. It is not uh, something that you need to second guess. It is something that you already have. All right, so uh, let's look at Romans chapter 8. Um, Romans chapter 8 from verse 14. I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard Bible. The NASB. If you don't have it, it's okay. You could just listen to me and maybe go check it out later. But if you all, you know what, just read any translation you have. But just in case the translation you're hearing sounds weird, it is the New American Standard Bible that I am reading. That's why it sounds weird. Okay, uh, let's see. It says, um, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, this, this particular scripture has a lot of interpretation to it. Now, the led by the Spirit of God here does not necessarily mean that you start seeing something that looks like a dove telling you, come, come, follow me, follow me. No, it doesn't really mean that. Basically, it means being led by love. But for the for the purposes of what I want to teach you, I want to teach you that the Holy Spirit can lead you. And like I said in the last class, he leads you through different ways, not just hearing him, but he actually leads you and prompts you through different ways. Walking in love, for instance, is actually being led by the Holy Spirit. 
you know, loving people. Like Jesus Christ told us a little bit about love when he was preaching to the Sermon on the Mount. He said, hey, look, pray for those who persecute you. That's love. That's being led by the Holy Spirit. Um, pray for those who despitefully use you. Love, you know, don't return. Don't, he just basically told, told you to love people that don't love you. Love people that hate you. Pray for those who just persecute you, who kind of want you dead. Is that bad? You know what I mean? That's, that's love, right? And he's saying, and uh, he's saying that, but that's working in, that's being led by the Holy Spirit as well. The Holy Spirit, the foundation of the Holy Spirit is love. The foundation of grace is love. The foundation of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is love. The foundation of who you are right now as a redeemed person is love. You know, so being led by the Spirit, first of all, is walking in love you know but the holy spirit does lead us he does give us instructions like i said with my um the example i gave about one of my experiences he does lead i've ever had the holy spirit actually prompt me on what to read for an exam i was about to have i was gonna have an exam i was already stumped i i was kind of you know i hadn't read everything I, I i needed to read i didn't even know where to start and i just had that prompting you know how it comes like a feeling um, why don't you just read here and just read this one, read this one. And every single thing that I was prompted to read actually came out in the exam. <laughs> yeah, it's not magic. It's not, um, it's not, um, illusion. It's actually being led by the spirit of God. Because the truth is, if you're the son of God, you should expect to be led by him. Why not? I mean, he is the one who gave you this life. He's the one that will show you how to live this life. He's the one that would take you path, um, through the blueprints that he has already led for your life because let me tell you god actually does have a plan for your life i know a lot of people live life like that and say oh you know what there is i'm just gonna wing it no god actually do does have have a plan for your life most of the times we're the one who step out of that plan we're the one who step out of that plan but god god has a plan for our lives and you know he has sent the holy spirit to us as believers to guide us into those plans all right, so let me, let's read another scripture here. Uh, Ro, um, Proverbs this time. Proverbs 20 from verse 27. It says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. All right, okay, that's um, the New King James. Let, let me, let's try and read this from the New Living Translation, the NLT. Um, Proverbs chapter 20 from 27. It says, the Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive, basically. Now, the inner depths there in the New King James, the inner depths of his heart there literally means the rooms of the belly, you know. The spirit of man is a lamp of the Lord, is the light there, you know. It's, it's, it's your, God uses your spirits to search inside your heart. So basically, you can actually be led by the Holy Spirit through your own recreated human spirit. I already mentioned that earlier. You know, this so-called inward witness that is your own spirit. So most of the promptings that we receive, like the promptings I received from the Holy Spirit, I heard it through my human spirit. That's why it sounded like, oh, uh, something told me, something I just felt like, something just told me to just check again. It's your recreated spirit speaking by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit drops those instructions, but you hear your instructions through your human spirit. That's why it's, it's, it's very important for us to keep our human spirits pure. Because that's that's the voice through which God speaks to us a lot of times. You're not going to hear all the time, Oh, my son, do as I have commanded. No. Most of the times we hear the voice of God through our recreated human spirit. And it's very it's possible for your recreated human spirit to be polluted by the things that you allow enter. Right? 
So just be careful about these things because you know um, the the I think Solomon, it was Solomon, right? That was writing to his son in Proverbs, saying that you know guard your heart for out of it flows issues of life. But things enter into your heart, and they come out. It's how it comes out that is the problem. But you have to guard what you watch, what you watch, what what you listen to, what the things that basically enter into your heart. Because out of the out of that heart flows the issues of life. So fill your heart with the word of God, and you won't have to worry about that. And keep your spirit pure so that you can be able to hear the instructions of God. All right. So the inward witness. Let me see if I can find an example of that from the Bible. I've already shared my own experiences based on. Um, being led by the inward witness. I think Paul had an experience like that, the Apostle Paul. Uh, yes, he did, he did. Um, let me see, Acts chapter 27 from verse 9 to 10. This was when he had been, you know, okay, he had to go back to Jerusalem and they almost killed him in Jerusalem, so he was arrested and, the, you know, he told them that, okay, that he was a Roman citizen, that he wanted to stand trial, you know, in front of Caesar. So he began a voyage, right? So now they had to travel by boat. Now, before they, they set sail, he actually warned them, the people in the boats. In verse 9, he says, Now, when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship that by the things spoke uh, than by the things spoken of Paul, and you see, Paul was basically warning them. He said, "I perceive." He didn't say, "I heard the Lord tell me." He just said, "I perceive that see, I have a feeling that this this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of cargo but of ship." But they didn't listen to him, and the consequence happened in verse twenty-one. But lo- after a long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them because a lo- the, the storm was was now tumultuous. It looked like it was going to break the ship apart. So Paul said, men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. So the ship couldn't be saved, but God had mercy and at least their lives were spared. So obviously it was the Holy Spirit that, that prompted Paul to give them that warning. That's why I said, I perceive you know, so there's that. You can be led by the inward witness. You can be led by your creator, human spirit, being spoken to by the Holy Spirit, of course. You know, another way. Uh, let let me look at First Kings. I think it should be First Kings chapter nineteen. Um, sorry, I think it looks more like seventeen than nineteen. But let me let me look at what uh, First Kings says. First Kings chapter seventeen. Let's check seventeen first. Um, sorry, let me just use a Bible that I can scroll with better. I will read it from the New King James Version. Uh, the New King James, the New King James, the New King James. I can't find my New King James. Okay, there you go. First uh, Kings chapter 17, from verse 9, from verse 11 to 12. Okay. Okay, I think I have the wrong chapter. I think it should be chapter 19. Let me see again from verse 11. Okay, yeah, this is it. First Kings 19, 11 to 12. It says, Then he said, that's God talking to Elijah, Go out and stand. Because in this part, 
Elijah had, you know, fled after he had, you know, performed, done what everything that had happened at the at Mount Carmel, called down fire, killed the prophets of Baal that were sent there by Jezebel. So Jezebel was so she was so pissed, you know. She she's like, hey, you know what? If I don't kill Elijah, let me die, you know that kind of thing. So Elijah ran and he went to hide and was basically just complaining, saying that he has been zealous for the Lord. That is like God has yes, forsaken his covenants, you know, you know, just not him actually. The people are forsaking covenants, killed the prophets you saw that says like I'm the only one, you know, and they want to kill me. So God told Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. All right. And in verse 11 says, and behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice, a still small voice. So what I'm trying to say is that, yes, sometimes God can speak audibly to you, but don't always watch for the audible voice. A lot of times God will speak to you with a still small voice. He's not going to argue with you. He's not going to fight with you. He's going to speak to you in that still small voice and tell you what he needs to tell you. And you better listen. Because I, I had a, I just told you about a story where, you know, I was prompted to read some things for my exam when I was having a difficult situation. And everything that I was trying to read that I read actually came out. Well, I had a, a similar experience, but this time I actually didn't obey. That still small voice just ministered to me and told me to read some particular parts for my second test then when I was sitting in the College of Medicine. And I ignored it. I started listening to a more forceful voice that kept telling me to read something else. And I read something else, and every single thing I read, not even one of it, not even half of it came out. All the other things that I got from the previous instruction from that still small voice actually came out in the exam. So I, I don't need to tell you how the exam went. <laughs> it went terribly. I think I actually failed that exam. Just why? Because I refused to listen to the instruction of the still small voice. You know, so God is not forceful to us. He's not going to compete with, with you for your attention. Why would he have to do that? He's the one who has life. You should be wise enough to know where your bread is buttered, like our people would say. Right? So you should, he shouldn't have to hustle and struggle to get your attention. He, have, he would speak to you and tell you what he, what you need to do. It's up to you to listen to him. It's up to you to obey his voice. So God leads us through our recreated human spirit, also known as the inward witness. He leads us through the still small voice. He leads us through vocal, sometimes vocal, and that, like I said, doesn't happen frequently. So don't be expecting it to happen to you every single day of your life. He also leads us through his word. You know, basically all these voices that we hear, whether it's the inward witness, whether it's the vocal voice, whether it's the still small voice, we should always... How will I put it now? We should always channel it through God's word. Any voice that's trying to tell you something that is contrary, tell you to do something that's contrary to the word of God, you should definitely not pay attention to it. If your voice, if your voice comes and tells you that, oh, look at that guy's wife. Oh, you, you should go for her. Love her, man. I mean, it's love, right? Your Bible says you should love, right? To so go. If you love her, take another man's wife. No, that's not the, that's not God talking to you. That's not the Holy Spirit talking to you because clearly, according to the scriptures, you should not take another man's wife. You understand what I'm saying? So we should always run these things by God's word and say, okay, well, is this right? Yes, there's some things that are a bit um, dicey because some things are not represented directly in the Word of God. But if you take the Word of God, you know what is the right thing to do and what is not the right thing. Like, for instance, the experience I shared with you the last time about um, getting into a cab and not getting into a cab, 
there is nothing in God's word that says anything about that. So just go with that. That so that one is a is a gray area. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just there, you know. But there are some things that that are more serious matters that you should actually get some direction from God's word before you hear because there are a lot of voices trying to get our attention. Like during my, that when I was preparing for my exam, the second experience I had, the other voice obviously was not the voice of God, and I failed my exam. <laughs> so there you have it. So the more we walk with the Holy Spirit, the more we get filled with God's word, it'll be easier for us to hear. But Jesus Christ said, and I'll end with this, that the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. And the only way to know the voice of the shepherd is to continually fill yourself with with familiar tones. And what are the familiar tones? The word of God. Keep reading the word of God, studying the word of God, meditating the word of God, fill your heart with God's word. And trust me, you will know his voice when he speaks to you and you won't miss your way. All right, so thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm going to move to something else, of course, next week. I just hope whatever, if you have any other questions or any other um, things that are not clear to you, please do ask the Holy Spirit for help to explain it to you. Or come back, listen to the podcast again until you, and study the scriptures. Like I said, okay, for the Holy Spirit, like I said, I recommended the book by Kenneth E. Hagen, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God or How to Be Led by the Holy I think it's How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. Yes, that's the... And for speaking in tongues and all those things, you could also read up on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You could read up the study guide, the Holy Spirit and his gifts. A lot of great resources out there from Kenneth Higgin, for Kenneth E. Higgin, that would help you to understand these things better. All right? Okay, so thank you so much for listening to Life Capsules today. I'm Onoche. You have yourself a very blessed day.